Welcome to another Crime Alley commentary. I am Peter Budlin. And I'm Alex Stitch. And today, Alex, today we are going to go back to the animated, the DC animated universe. I, this is kind of a universe on its own. We're going back into animation from our, our detour into the dark and gritty, uh, not hockey pads, Christopher Nolan universe. We'll oh, finish yeah. that one up in a couple of weeks with The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. But taking a detour once again, and today we're going to be talking about Superman slash Batman Public Enemies from 2009. Oh, I, wrote the, I wrote the title backwards on my notes. You and so I wrote Batman Superman Public Enemies. I mean, it's close I'm enough. close enough. It's close. They both get a lot also, of Also, I was watching Batman Superman like two days ago. I'm so sorry. So, was it, I'll talk about that later. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll obviously get to that. But anyway, Alex, this is really the first movie that we've talked about that's had Superman in it at all, I believe, right? Yes. So it's getting a little fuzzy as to what exactly constitutes a Batman film. Are we going to talk about Justice League-related movies? And, and we're, I'm, at near the end of the episode, we're going to get farther into this, because there's going to be a little bit of gray area when you're talking about some of the, you know, your Justice League dooms that include Batman but aren't, you know, titular Batman movies, as well as ones that I want to watch that are like uh, Justice League Gods of Monsters and stuff like that. But moving into Bat or Superman, Batman, Public Enemies, this is from 2009. This is an ad of 2009? 2009. Holy shit. Did you think it was older or newer? Yeah, I thought it was way older. No, no, no. I did not look at the release date when I, when I went to the movie. Well, the art style is very distinctive. It's based on a, uh, well, actually, it's based on Superman, Batman, Public Enemies, which is a storyline the first storyline from, I believe, the 2003 or 2002 Superman and Batman ongoing series. It was written by Jeff Loeb, drawn by Ed McGuinness, and this movie relies heavily and really honors Ed McGuinness's art style. It looks exactly like his. It's a little more exaggerated, but also has a little bit, a little bit of blocky textures and stuff like yeah. that. And he also uses a lot of uh, facial shadows, which... In this? Was there a lot of facial shadows? There, there is a okay. lot of, of a lot of them in this movie. Okay, so, okay. I think they did a really good job representing McGinnis's art style, but uh, it's actually written, I don't know if I said this already, but it's written by Jeff Loeb, who's you famous... You didn't say anything about the movie. Uh, well, he, this, okay, well, I mean, the, the comic book that this is based yeah, yeah, on yeah, is, yeah. is based on the one by Ed, Ed or Jeff Loeb, who, uh, Batman the Long Halloween, one of those famous Batman stories of all time, he wrote Batman Hush... And he's also the head of Marvel's TV unit, so all the Netflix shows and stuff like that he is in charge of. Does he still work for DC or no? No, he's, like I said, he's the head of the Marvel, uh, Marvel television okay. right now. So you can thank him for the Daredevil shows, and the, I don't know if you're a fan of any of those. I like Jessica Jones season one. I'm halfway through, I'm like two episodes in season two. I saw Daredevil halfway through season one. Mm -hmm. Um that is the extent of my stuff. I'm a big fan of the Daredevil series. I like it's season. Good. I like season one of Jessica Jones. I haven't seen season two. Season one is really good. I have not really seen the other ones. I've seen the first couple. Oh, I saw. I saw three episodes of Luke Cage. I was, I've seen about that much of Luke Cage too, yeah. which I like. The music's it's phenomenal. It's just it's just hip hop the whole time. Right. It's but great. It's. It, they're just so long, guys. They're, just, they're very long. Like the episodes would be like, oh, one's forty-five minutes. Oh, here's an hour and a half. Like, I don't right. have time for this. I gotta go places. So anyway, just thought I just thought I'd bring that up. This is uh, from from his mind as well. If you've never seen the movie and you want to hear a, a brief synopsis, you can thank the fine folks over at IMDb, not sponsoring us yet. So this movie, when Lex Luthor gets elected U.S. president, he uses the threat of an ongoing kryptonite meteor striking Earth as a rationale to frame Superman. You know, Alex. A lot of people yeah. talk about. You know, when they're talking about America's, the president of the United States right now, when they're talking about Donald Trump, people make jokes about the whole Lex Luthor being president versus in comparing him to Donald Trump. And a lot of people, the joke for a lot of people is that, well, I mean, they're not alike. Lex Luthor is actually a good businessman. And Lex Luthor has no hair. And, and Lex, well, yeah, it's true. He doesn't have to hide behind exactly. a, uh, a, a shitty ass comb over. Uh, you know, a small, like, hair or something. I mean, like, like the, or the rabbit. Is what I mean. It's a, yeah, it's a crushed it, on his head. You call it a rabbit? I do. Okay. Mm -hmm. so, so, a lot of people compare those two, but, you know, Lex Luthor is at least, you know... He takes his fondness with dignity. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the thinking. Patrick Stewart of cartoons. <laughs> That's funny. He goes bald with dignity. Is it, dude? That's true. So, Patrick Stewart, not afraid of using a, a nice wig. No, he's not. He's a, you know what? 
more on the topic of Patrick Stewart, I just want to mention this really quickly. Mm-hmm. If he does not get crowned Sexiest Man Alive in my lifetime, I swear to God, it is rigged. You think that it, since he's in his 80s, that ship has sailed, but you're, you're Oh, no, 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 he's that. You think he's aged like a fine wine? I think maybe give it one more year. I bet 20 bucks that he'll be the next Sexiest Man Alive, or at least in the list. Well, I mean, in fairness, was it that one guy from The Voice, the, the one in the country music uh, The one who looks like a snake, up, if you look at a snake up front. Jesus God. <laughs> so, I mean, at this point, all, all bets are off. Who really gives a shit? They're giving it to anybody. Why not Patrick Stewart? Right? <laughs> anyway, back to this movie. That back has nothing to do with this movie. It starts off with a, a really quick montage of the entire country going to shit, which I feel like is, is brushed over where they're like... Yeah, it's really quickly. Where they're like, it's like opening credits and then poverty... I do. I, it's like tenement old, housing. It's like old radio announcers in a way, right? Kind of narrating the not narrating, kind of. They're just like war, poverty, tenement housing. Everything's going to shit, and you're like, why? Why is all this I happening? like the way that, I like the way it opened, but I. But also, like, you know, it's not, they don't give you a reason to no, care or give no. you a rationale as to why any of these things are happening. Zero to sixty. Really and you're like, where are throughout this whole movie? Superheroes just and villains just randomly show up, and I have, like I have so many thoughts on that. Like, at that point. where is everybody? And throughout the beginning, when everything's going to shoot, you're like, shouldn't Bruce Wayne be doing something with this yeah. huge fortune, or Oliver Queen, or yeah. one of these billionaires, or Superman? Like, I feel like there's something that you could do about In this. In the opening right? credits, when 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 uh, Lex Luthor gets elected. There's a there's like this really shitty Daily Show knockoff. Yeah, it's called the Weekly Show. It's called the Weekly Show. I'm like, that's just la- that's just last week tonight. Which oh, yeah, and they're talking. About, it is. Well, and they're talking on the the little Daily Show segment. They're talking about how the world, how the country's gone to such shit that it's gotten to the point where in the election that Lex Luthor now has a 22 percent approval rating, and he's like, so you know, Lex Luthor has a 22 percent approval rating, which coincidentally is the same approval rating of getting fucked in the ass with a hot poker. Yeah. And they bleep it out, but I was like, am I watching the right movie? What's I watched? What's sure? I had to like just three. Yeah, same thing. Like. This is a movie, right? Made I for, like children, and I was like, "Wait, no, Kevin Conroy is in this movie like that. Like, he's I don't think that he would lend himself to like a, like a weird R-rated no. version of this film. Well, not yet, at least not for like another six years, seven years, right? But I, it, it caught me really off guard, especially with like the cartoony style. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, well, we're going there, all right, John Homer." I'll tell you, the um, Clancy Brown who does uh, Lex Luthor, great. Yes, he great. Is. Just great at anything. I mean, Mr. Krabs, great. Uh, Highlander, this is, great. This is the same guy that voices Mr. Krabs. Yeah, yep. Can you imagine this film? Oh, I was going to bring that up. This, that up this same movie, but you just vo- he does the voice of, of Mr. Krabs. You know how great Lex that Luther. would be? You know how great that would be? Or, I mean, they're both stingy. They're both good businessmen. They're both potentially bald, if you count crabs as bald. Yeah, if you count crustaceans as things that can <laughs> have. Just skeletons as baldness. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, he's also in uh, that would Shawshank. Be, that would be a great plot twist in this movie if you found out crabs. that Lex Luthor is not bald. He is a crustacean, <laughs> and this is an exos. He does wear an exos suit in this. So if that was lobster or, or crab shaped, that would be way better. Uh, South Park did a really this is like a decade and a half ago. South Park, South Park did a really funny bit about that. Yeah, where it was the this was the rise of um, this is when. Queer Eye became was like first really right. popular, mm-hmm. and they had Chopped to Ted Allen. They had I haven't seen any of it, but that's not the point of the story. Yeah, no, I just love Chopped. Where where um, they turned out to be crab people, <laughs> the gays. <laughs> well, those ones specifically. The fat five. Yeah, the were crab people, <laughs> which is like it was like okay, this show makes sense until like the last third where it's just crab people. <laughs> Jesus. I'm not saying it's not it's not a homophobic joke. It's just that these five people are depressed. <laughs> you know, one thing that I, <laughs> during this montage of Lex Luthor getting elected president because the economy is shit and we're at war, which you know, I guess is a a, no, a good reason. Well, to Well, this elect. was 2009, so that was 2008. So yeah, we were still in a shithole. But like, not a bad one. But you know, the, the economy is terrible. Things are going to hell. Seems like a good idea to elect a known supervillain. Like, and not he just says some, it later in the movie, right? Too, like, like not just people. not just somebody that's like, oh, like he seems like he's a little bit shady. Maybe he has some weird business holdings. It's like, no, this guy literally gets in a purple and green exoskeleton and punches Superman. He in the says face. it also in like a speech in like the um, what's the name of the speech where the, when the president gets elected? The inauguration. Speech. Inauguration speech. He says it in the speech. Yeah. At some point in the speech. Or he says it on a TV later. But he says it at some point in this movie. Like, you know, I was... 
He yeah, says it's, he says it's a Power Girl later on. Where yes. you're like, yeah, yeah, you're like I've changed. Couldn't the Superman have changed when they're when they're trying to frame him for uh, something that we'll talk about? He later. says it when 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 um, the shape shifting robot is murdered, murdered. Metallo. Metallo, whatever it is. Um, yeah. Then Lex Luthor was giving a speech on TV about it, mm-hmm. and he says that you know I had a life of crime once too, and he came to me. So it's some of that effect where it was just like you're just admitting to like murdering people. That's, potentially, potentially murder. It's like this guy used to be. This guy used to be the head of an organization, literally called the Legion of Doom, and we're like, oh yeah, well, President of the United States is a good fit too. Who gives a shit? You know, at this point in this in 2018, they're pretty much the same. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, It's like call it like it is. Call it what it is. They might as well just different. call it that. Yes. So the Trump administration is the Legion of Doom. You know what's hilarious is that. You mentioned the inauguration speech. I don't know if I mentioned this on on uh, Mike or anything, but I've actually been to like the last four or f- four or five inaugurations. So I was going at back to I was at the f- second. So I think the last four. I was at the second Bush. Okay. I was at both Obamas and I was at Donald Trump's. It's just that's four. It, yeah, it's just become a family, a weird family thing. That, like, and me and do, my dad, do, my the, uh, do the crowd sizes get potentially smaller as you go? Exponentially smaller. I was there. I can tell you anything you need to know about the crowd size, and it was just about the size of his hand. This whole shit started because someone <laughs> made fun of his hand. I know, isn't it hilarious? This is fucking bullshit. This is the word bonkers. My God. But I was okay. So I was at the inauguration. I was there for the whole American carnage speech that, that he gave. That speech was like a twenty-minute speech. Yes, it was. This is all based on American fear and fear mongering. Shout out to Stephen Miller and. Uh, uh, Steve Bannon for that one. But anyway, he gives a speech in this one about da- dangerous, dangerous aliens, there. and I'm like, this is like the same. I feel like I've heard this one before. <laughs> this is I've seen this you speech know. live. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so these are very similar inaugurations, except for Lex Luthor had a way bigger crowd. Yeah. That was Yeah, about. people actually seem to enjoy him. I mean, he's more charismatic, to be fair, or at least manipulative. Yeah. Anyway, back to the movie. You know, you mentioned the whole... Uh, well, you know, we'll get into that later. We'll just, we'll just go in order. It seems like, because at his inauguration, mm-hmm. he brings out a set of superheroes who are like, yeah, th- that are going to work for the federal government, and it yeah. seems like it seems like a civil war situation, doesn't it? Like, In a certain like way, superheroes it does. have to register and work with the government, and anyone that's like a, a basically like freelance or independent is operating against the law. Now, were the heroes that he brought up were they good guys? Yeah, they were. Okay, like, I think norm- like, yeah. normally they're good guys. I, there's there was a mixture actually. Like I know so that Katana's was, it was, bad. It was a suicide. Well, Katana's it's the same thing. Like Suicide Squad type characters where they're bad people that sometimes do good things because they're getting paid to do them and things like okay, that. Okay, and is there Black Lightning? Okay, so they're in. From what I can remember, Katana was in there. Who's yes. like I said, kind of an anti-hero. Yes. Major Force, who is a supervillain, who is a Green He's, Lantern villain, who's actually his most famous thing is that. Have you ever heard of the term, um, refrigerating? Or fridging. Is that where you lock yourself in a fridge? No, fridging is basically a, an illustration of the way in fiction that women are killed as motivation for men to, like, save the day. Because in the 1990s, there was a Green Lantern book where Major Force, the supervillain, murdered Kyle Rayner, Green Lantern's girlfriend, and put her in Kyle Rayner's refrigerator, and like that's what he like, opens the refrigerator. Found it. So, like, okay. it was a, it was a, well, a term. Serial killers did that. Too. It was a term coined by Gail Simone, the famous comic book writer, though, about like the mistreatment of women and using them as it objects. Gail Simone, plot right? Gail Simone her name sounds really, really familiar. Like I should know this name. She's written countless things. She wrote Deadpool for a long time. She wrote Birds of Prey. She wrote Secret Six is probably one of her most famous works. She did a run on Batgirl. She's done oh, okay. some, was, she's done some independent work like a Clean Room for Vertigo that's also very good. Did she, did she write the upcoming book like Bingo Love or Love Bingo or something like that about the two lesbians? I think she might have. I'm not 100% sure I can't say, but, but it, it sounds like... I've seen it from like stills of that book. But yeah, she's, she's been around the industry and she coined that phrase, oh, yeah, but, like that. but Major Force is the villain responsible for that initial inciting incident and he is on this team. Okay, who are the other ones? The other ones, Black Lightning, as you mentioned, who is a, a superhero. He's most famously part of The Outsiders, which is a superhero group that uh, was formed by Batman. Okay. He's got a CW show that's pretty good, actually. I've seen the first couple episodes of it. And it's on Netflix now. But, and then also, from what I can remember, there was uh, Captain Adam, 
was on yes, and, and he's kept... the one who's a. And then there's the the lady, which one? With like the pixie haircut. Oh yeah, I forget. Super. Lady. Oh, Power Girl. Power, Power Girl, of course. Super Lady. Yeah, Power Girl is uh, in very comic booky terms, and just stay with me here. Power Girl is Supergirl okay. from Earth to a parallel world. And so, okay. uh, in this event from the 1980s called Crisis on Infinite Earths, they folded together all the multiverses, like the old one that had, like, you know, like the. I'm aware. Like I'm, the aware Justice, I'm aware of the story. The Justice Society, all the older characters, your Alan Scott Green Lanterns, and your uh, Flash Jay Garrig, you know, with the Mercury helmet and stuff like that. Yeah. So, Power Girl was a part of that Earth. Okay. And then it, she got folded in there. So, she is Superman's cousin, you know. Once removed from the multiverse. Okay. So she's a good guy. Okay. And so it's her, and then it's like, oh, Captain Adam, who is a former Marine, I believe. He's a military man, which is the most important part, which is why they use him as a device of someone that would work for the federal government, someone that's a patriot. Okay. And he is essentially like a living nuclear reactor. He's actually uh, a Charleston character, which is a ba- which those characters were the ones that the Watchmen characters were based off of. So Dr. Manhattan yeah, 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 was yeah. supposed to be Captain Adam. Yeah, I know, I know the story. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yes. so those are all the characters. So it's a, it's a hodgepodge of villains and heroes that are all... Well, right now. Right, right, It right. becomes a larger hodgepodge later. Yeah, but, but th- like I was getting at before, like the civil... It is kind of a Civil War type scenario. Yeah, it is. Which I have never... I've never read the Superman-Batman run that this is based off of, surprisingly enough. But... Nerd. This is from 2003 or 2, and I'm not sure if that concept was in the book, but if it was, then it would predate even the uh, the Civil War comic, which came out in 0506. So okay. I'm, not, I'm not really sure. Sh- basically what I'm saying, I'm, just, I'm not really sure which one came first or which okay. had the idea. But this is like strikingly, it's not explicit, yeah. but it's it's if you, you can read that into it pretty easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's the movie. Well, yeah, yeah. So the politics in this movie I want to talk about a little bit. With the superhero registration, with the Lex Luthor... It's almost as if it's almost like a religion that someone has to be on a list to be... <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. But this is going somewhere that is didn't. So this movie, I feel like, had, with those concepts laid out, I feel like uh-huh. it had an opportunity to be a movie that has at least an interesting political, not necessarily statement, but an angle to take, and something that they can illustrate a larger point, and then use the punches, and use the big superhero fights to illustrate that, and use that as a supplement, but I feel like, in general, this is, it's, this is basically a movie about people punching that is supplemented yes. by vague political ideas, Yeah. so it, and here's the thing, I don't mean to interrupt, no, go ahead, um, it's called Public Enemies, mm-hmm. I, watched, I watched the right movie? Yes, you did. <laughs> okay, um... The public really has nothing to do with this. No, they really don't say anything. Because a public enemy is someone who the public knows that the world, not the world, the the outside world kind of would know. Right, like Superman and Batman are kind of on the run from the government, but this is never like... I don't think it's... Apparently you're a private enemy. They try to... You know, Lex Luthor does make that speech when there's the initial uh, fight that, you know, Superman meets with Lex Luthor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get in the fight because Metallo's there, who, Metallo, if you're not familiar, is a Superman villain whose heart is literally, he's like a former soldier, I believe, who's basically just a robot now, and his heart is made of kryptonite, I guess. He's a sort of mighty morphin robot. And he's just, he's like a, he's like the Terminator, he's just wearing like a, like a skin suit. He's just a robot with, with a, a skin blanket on. And, right. and he fights Superman. I'm down. And so Batman, so Superman gets in the fight with Metallo and Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor flees. Batman shows up, and they get in a fight, and eventually they take down Metallo. But then you see that Metallo gets killed later, and then Lex Luthor uses this as like a you know a, a rallying cry for like Superman and Batman are, are off the off of the rails. That's something really crazy. familiar. Right. It's almost as if I haven't seen that before. <laughs> but so. That all happens, and Lex, Lex Luthor gives this speech about, like, trying to play Metallo's death off them, and you're like, isn't that the guy that's, like, heart is literally, like, is, isn't that the guy that's literally built to kill Superman? It seems like it. So, like, are we really going to be, like, that noble hero dedicated and lost his life in service of killing Superman? 
That doesn't really know. make... It's not like a smart, really... I don't know. I, I didn't think that it was really an intelligent way to go for it. It didn't really make sense. I don't buy people feeling bad about Mattel's death. Because no, once again, a known supervillain. A known evil yes. person. Who yes. Was? And then he shows, like, the footage of it. Like, Luther shows the footage of the fight. Mm-hmm. Where Superman attacks Lex yeah. Luthor. It is edited in such a... Such a... I know it's supposed to, like what the what the intent of it was supposed to be, right. and I I understood that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you are you're also this is done in animation. Why didn't you just take out the static parts of it? I know it's for the effect of it being this is on the footage and you know, right, yeah. But you know, I mean, you're 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 the goddamn president, <laughs> yeah. and uh, you just watched a man who's a machine get murdered, mm-hmm. and then. Murdered, and then um, you have you also have a mecha suit. Yes. So for some reason, you go fight like Mecha Godzilla for some reason. Also, I actually really like the mech suit as an extension of Lex Luthor's ego. Oh, I hate, I hate the mech suit. I hate it one hundred percent. Well, no, it's totally stupid, but it makes sense that he would wear something that is that garish and that ridiculous, but also that it fully exposes his face. No, I got it. Which the whole time you're like, they could literally just punch him right in the nose in this whole thing. And they kind of do later. <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty much. So he hires, he, Lex Luthor shows the footage, and he says, I'm telling you to continue to continue the episode. Oh, yeah, he, well, he, yeah, he just tell, he, he tells people that it's Superman and Batman killed him, and that, so now they're on the run. Which And also he gives this speech as like a a fireside chat in the Oval Office, like this is a weird, yeah. like state-run media kind of thing, and you're like, that also, that, that also, also that also rings a bit of a bell. And yes. I, I actually wrote a uh, <clears throat> uh, Lex Luthor tweet as if he were Donald so, Trump. Uh, so you wrote this t- this tweet, mm-hmm. in as Lex Luthor, but writing in the voice of Donald Trump. Yes. Okay. So it's. <clears throat> and, and yeah, obviously these things read a lot better than they sound. You know. Because you could see all of his misspellings yeah, and, yeah. and all of his weird all-caps things, but I'll yeah. give it my best shot. Superman, unbalanced slash crazy. The fake news media refuses to cover the death of an honorable injured veteran. Sad. <laughs> is sad in all caps? Sad is in all caps and an exclamation <laughs> point. <laughs> so that's how I imagine it. That, that, that if, we have any, if we have any listeners who are good at Photoshop, someone please Photoshop that onto a Twitter image, And can you make the handle, because I made sure to note this, at real Lex Luthor, please. <laughs> That's hilarious. A, I, I want to go back really quickly to the fight scene. Yeah. Um, there's a line that, I don't, know, I don't remember who says it, but... Um, uh... Someone says, like, why would you do that? That's the president. Or is that going to come later in the movie? I, I'm not really... I, I know the line that you're talking about, but I forget if it happens yeah. just at that moment or if it happens later on when he's talking to... Uh, when he's talking to Amanda Waller. Maybe. Maybe. I have two notes. I wrote down Lex Luthor 2020. <laughs> not far off. Yeah, no kidding. And I wrote, America wouldn't have liked the bald person. <laughs> that's that's, that's that. true. That's... That's where we draw the line. Yes, it's bald people. He, they're not strong. You can have you can have hidden tattoos, but bald I think is those are also they weren't elected someone with facial hair either. You can't protect your hairline. You can't protect exactly. this country. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I would say. That's that would be on a that would be on a yeah that that would be the opposition cardboard. the oppo research. Yeah, uh, yeah. America's not gonna like a bald person. Speaking of Metallo, were you sure. were you familiar with that character? Before? I don't know shit about that guy. Okay, I call, I call him Mighty Morphin Terminator because there are a lot of cameos from deep Ooh, cut yes, DC characters, yes, which I made, I took note of. Not and all of them, I took note of. Them. I made a reference okay. to my favorite ones, and I want to talk to you about those later on. Okay, but Metallo, there's something about him that's very Terminator-ish, and I feel like if given the right writer, you could do some fun things with him as someone that you know he was. A, I believe how it goes that he's a soldier. And then he accidentally gets killed, and then the military rebuilds him as this killing machine. So, like, as someone that his sole purpose is now doing something that he didn't initially want to do, which is like killing Superman. But usually they just make him a ridiculous guy that's, you know, insane. 
Okay. Like, I feel like there, there, there's, a, there's a story within that character somewhere, but we certainly <laughs> do not see it here. It's not here. Certainly is not here. The there is really no backstory in this. The only person who has a backstory is Lex Luthor, and that, even then, that's really rushed. And it's also funny because some of the characters express the same confusion that I had in this movie, where they're like, where are all the other heroes? Where's the Flash? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, where is the Flash? That's a good question. I've been wondering the same thing all movie. Uh, what? Keep going. Keep going. Tell, keep going with the movie. I'll, I'll just chime in with my thoughts. The dialogue, pretty uh, pretty choppy in this movie. It's not great. Be- just in general or between Batman and Superman? The chemistry for Batman and Superman is good. The dialogue is not. Speaking of chemistry, I was wondering for this movie, are they going to kiss? No, I mean, I, I like They the probably old, could kiss. The world's they, finest bromance. They, they have like the old little, the little, the like, the Howard Hawks back and forth. They do. And then just... At some point, no, just kiss them. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, well, I mean, if you think about it, they're best friends because <laughs> yeah, in well, this world, they're best friends, right? Because I think this is broken down in a recent Batman comic book. If you know, you could say Alfred's your best friend. You pay Alfred; he's not your best friend. That's a movie. That's from the movie. No, this is also, but the, the rest of this is from okay. And then Commissioner Gordon's not his best friend. Commissioner Gordon doesn't know who he is. <laughs> Robin's not your best friend. He's a child. <laughs> you can't. Okay. That doesn't count. So if any, if like who else? It's got to be Superman, and they've they've known each other probably for the longest. And these voice actors have worked together for a long time, so they have. Who is the voice of Superman? It's Tim Daly, I believe is his name. He's the same guy that voiced him in the uh, Justice League cartoon, I believe. All right. But yeah, they have good chemistry. The dialogue's a bit choppy. The uh, Batman and Superman after the fight scene with Metallo escape down to the sewers, which is. Very conveniently yeah. located the in the Batcave. What the fuck was that? <laughs> Within walking distance of the Batcave. I was like, this is stupid. I should really turn this movie off right now. And uh, Batman says, before they go into the, uh, the sewer, he says, time for you to see my side of the world. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I get just, that you mean the underbelly, but you're a billionaire, and just, he's not. So just, that's not really your side of the world. Just fucking get it over with. Are you talking about their, their kids? Yes. Guys? Yeah, I know. They're very cute. They're very cute. Just, just, just. Go. Speaking of people that I wish were in this movie, I made note around this time because it's probably like a half an hour into this movie. I was like, "Oh yeah, where is Lois Lane at?" Because this is this is my take, and this is a, this is a sentiment shared by a lot of Superman fans. And I'm a, I, I love Superman. Lois Lane is maybe more interesting than Clark is, and is by far yeah. and away the best of his supporting yeah. cast and one of the best supporting characters in the DC Universe, period. And the fact that she's only in this movie for 30 seconds to land in a helicopter and get out and hug Superman is horseshit. If, if things were really this bad in this country and Lex Luthor was really president, you know who would be the reporter that would be hounding his ass? Lois goddamn Lane. And she is nowhere to be found in this whole She would have a press movie. pass. Hell yeah, she would. She's the fucking Pulitzer Prize winning reporter. Yeah, I also I wrote that. I want yeah. Lois Lane, goddammit. I also, yeah, I also wrote that. It took a half hour to get the story going. Yeah, that's you. Yeah. I mean, how many, how many Pulitzers does Lois, like fictional Pulitzers, does Lois Lane have? I don't know. I know that usually it's just Pulitzer Prize winning, so more yeah, than one for sure. The prize is. Prize, but I, if you say Pulitzer Prize winning, it could be more than one. Okay, so I'm going to say, if you have more Pulitzers than Kendrick Lamar, yeah, I'd say she does at least one more. Yeah, so she probably has two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They, yeah, they're very Kendrick similar. Has a pull to I'd here. also like to see him in this movie. Just, okay, I'd like to see him just, anyway. just for no reason. Yeah. Uh, and so when Lex Luthor gives this stump speech or his state media address, where he's talking about Mattello's death and everything, he talks about how there's a bounty for like, it's 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 some dramatic like dark like one million dollar like it's one of those kind of things where he's like a five hundred million dollar reward for Superman Which alive that, or something and, like that. And 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 is this what is it Metropolis right? They're not in DC. It's Metropolis. They never say, okay, but you assume that it's Metropolis, yeah, because they, they go by the Daily Planet a few times. Yeah, know. yeah. So why is Lex Luthor in Metropolis? I mean, who he's knows? Really maybe maybe there's no uh, uh, Washington D.C. in the D.C. universe in this. I mean, universe. does he have a does he have like a golf course that he spends more time with in Metropolis than his Did, house that we're paying? Do they call the at? Fortress of Solitude the Winter White House? God damn it! I know. I'm sorry. If no, there's, I if there's that. any, I should have said if that. there was any jokes that I was born for, Alex, it's like an intersection of politics and DC comedy. No, I'm saying I should have said that joke. You, you should have took the joke. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah. I apologize. But. When he gives the whole five hundred million dollars for them alive, and seriously, uh, fuck you. What about our tax money? We're gonna use it yeah, for Bonnie you know, for this asshole again. Public, it's the public enemy. Yeah, 
the public is not the public is paying this bounty. They should have panned over and fucking Paul Ryan or Rand Paul should have been like, that's really how we're gonna choose to spend our tax dollars that the American people. First off, fuck Paul Ryan, fuck him. <laughs> Fuck that asshole. <laughs> well, I, just want, I just want to get that on everything I say. Yeah, Fuck I was going to say, right. we just want to make sure that that's on the record. Do you want to say it one more time into the microphone? I'll pause and then... Okay, okay. go ahead. Fuck Paul Ryan. Thank you. All right, thank you. If there's any Paul Ryan fans out there... Go fuck yourselves. Okay, well, there you go. So I, really know, I don't know if you know my opinions on Paul Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> so, right now, he gives this speech. $500 million, Alex. Or whatever... Yes. whatever the, it, this is literally a bounty that anyone can pick up. So within the framework of this story, it works pretty good for we're about ready to get a shit ton of villain cameos. Okay, I have a lot of thoughts. Because everyone's going to try and kill them now. And boy, howdy do they live up to that. Because we see as soon as like this happens, we get, a, we get treated to a series of ice-related villains that come to kill Batman. Yes, yes. I'm talking your... Mr. Freeze, I'm talking the best ice-related villain, Captain Cold, and I'm not talking, like, 30-year-old, kinda hot Captain Cold from the Flash TV show that's the guy for Prison Break that's bald. No, I'm talking about wearing a weird snowsuit with a freeze gun and, like, weird shutter-shade sunglasses, Captain Cold. Fucking love it. Alright. Alright. So, Alex, did you, what did you want to say about the Supergirls? Because I have a lot to say. I have. I wrote down two things. Well, okay, please. I wrote down three things. Mm-hmm. No, two. Or two and a half. Um, this whole section seems to, be just be, seems to just be fan service. Oh, hell yeah, it is. I think it's the best part of this movie. Also, this is like a third of the movie. Yeah, I know. Um, and Solomon Grundy has a thing where he says, you know, how you get rid of a rat or do you drown it? Something like that. Yeah, like, and I wrote down, does Solomon Grundy drown rats? <laughs> yeah. <for fun?" laughs> it's like, that's, usually people set traps. Yeah. I feel like drowning them is usually not your first option. <laughs> and, then, and then, fucking weirdo. Batman says something, not bad. Someone says something along the lines of, Grundy sounded like William F. Buckley. Oh, which is yes! Like, which, is, which is both a smart reference and a stupid reference. Which also means that Gorilla Grodd sounds like William F. Buckley. Yeah! It's like, what is going on? So I, I don't mean, think anybody watching this movie, besides maybe a select handful of people, yeah. will know who William F. Buckley is. The writer, you can tell the writer, whoever the screenwriter was in this movie, just has been sitting on that line for years and just wanted to throw that in there somewhere. Oh, God. Also, William F. Buckley was a rat. Figure drowning rats. Figure drowning rats. Figure drowning rats. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a rundown of the different characters that pop up here. Yeah, you say them, and I say my thoughts. You, yeah, you react oh. to these characters. Right. Banshee. Loud. Mongol. I don't remember. Mongol is the really wide guy that had the, that was kind of wearing purple and punched Superman. Nothing. He's from the, most famously from the story for the man who has everything. He's got like a yellow face, and he's got kind of like a dog collar on. No. Solomon That's... Grundy. Okay. Lady Shiva. She a tall one? She is the sort of katana. She's another martial oh. art lady. Pass. Gorilla Grodd. Fucking great. Black Manta. Yeah. Not a big Aquaman guy. No, I knew the character. I just didn't. Re- I don't really like Aquaman. Catman. I do like. I know. Who are talking about? Catman is a bad motherfucker, man. He's a cool guy. He looks like a cat, right? No, he's just, he's literally just a guy that's wearing a suit that kind of has catish features, but not really. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of Cheetah, though. Just think, like, um, do you know the, the JSA character Wildcat? That he's just like a boxer that's in a black suit? It's kind of like that, but it's like slightly more of a black suit. He's, they're old, who knows? I love Catman, and also he really his popularity got gained through Secret Six by Gail Simone. Tying that back in, Cheetah, great, Bane, why, Giganta, why, humongous lady. In case you didn't, I know, know why Giganta, Deadshot, pass, not Will Smith, I know, pass, and Captain Boomerang, fucking dumb. <laughs> it seems like you're not really fans of any of these people. That character's dumb. Uh, they're really the only positive... There's Killer Shark in there. The old killer... Or is it Killer Shark or is it Great White Shark? It's something shark. Yeah, yeah, Shark person. There is a shark person in there. Yeah, Killer Shark, right. 
Uh, it seems like really Gorilla Grodd is really the only one that got positive reviews from you. I like any character that looks like an animal. And sounds like William F. Buckley. Like Gorilla Grodd and Cheetah. King Shark. It's King Shark. King Shark, yeah. Absolutely. King Shark. I'm down for any of those. Yeah. Because I like human-animal hybrids. There's the other guy, God, I can't remember what his name is, but there's one, he's kind of dressed like a cobra or like a snake. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I can't recall. He was in the, the Arkham Origins video game, and he was dumb there. He was dumb here. I forget. Um, so. <laughs> oh, gosh. What was it? This scene goes on for like a good 15 minutes. Right, and then, so the Batman and Superman are there, but then the JL, like the government-run superheroes get there, mm-hmm. and then just everyone starts to get into fight. But no public. You know, no, it no. doesn't mean that, like, a public enemy means that, you know, someone from the goddamn public, like you or me, off the street, could go take that bounty. Yeah. And I don't see any... It could be like that's the scene in The Dark Knight where the Joker offers the ransom <laughs> on the, the guy that's going on TV. Exactly. To, and just, like, the random people go up in the air. and so, There's no reason for the people to turn him in this movie like no. there is in at least there's sort no. of a reason in, and also when this scene was night. happening I had the thought of um, I didn't interrupt no please um, I had the thought of do these villains just wander around the city you know what I mean oh yeah they, well no they all sit in a bar and they watch TV and yeah okay they play euchre and eat peanuts and they wait for inspiration okay I got that friends. but wasn't there someone who should be smart enough to say hey all the villains are going after those two, why don't I go do something else? I mean, for like, all we why know... Why don't I go rob a bank? Because no one's going to stop me. For all we know, that's what the Joker was doing in this movie. Who knows, right? Did they reference the Joker in this movie? They do but reference the Joker, I think, once, but I don't remember in what context. So I they, thought they did. But they do. Also, <laughs> aside from all that, in the background, if you'll remember, there is a kryptonite meteor heading for Earth, because... Which is you like, know, yeah, which is like the second plot of this plot, movie for no reason. Right. And so Lex Luthor and his team of government scientists are trying to figure out ways to shoot it out of the sky. And Lex Luthor and all of his amazing ego basically goes to see the scientists. And the scientists are like, all right, well, we're going to run some calculations and we'll figure out if we can get a missile up there to blow it up before it reaches the atmosphere. And Lex Luthor says, uh, I don't think the scientists are going to do this, right? fuck your science, I did the calculations myself, and gives them, what, like a notebook with his math calculations? And guess what? Lex Luthor, way fucking wrong. You're the goddamn president. You have people who are some of the smartest nuclear... Some space scientists. I don't know what they're called. Space scientists? Astronomers? No, maybe. Astronomers... Astrophysicists? That might be it, because astronomers yeah. would do more like the stars. Astrophysicists. Yeah, astrophysicists. You have the smartest astrophysicists in the goddamn country at your fucking disposal. Or like astro-engineers. Whatever. Yeah. Right, yeah. We're going to send Ben Affleck up in space. <laughs> or, um, you have them at your disposal, and you're going to do it yourself? Can, yeah, but can you see this happening? We're like, they're like, okay, Donald, we need to, we need to balance the, we need to balance the budget for the year. And he's like, all right, give me my calculator. <laughs> he's yeah, like, I'll balance it's your budget. It's not even like a good calculator. It's like the one that's like the super he, basic like, one. He takes out like one of those like literal like balances, like a scale. Oh, he has he just like, he guesses he, yeah, he just like writes down <laughs> the budget on a piece of paper, sets it on top. He's like, all right, well, we need the other, we need the money to put on the other side so we can balance it. You know, the sad thing is, I think that probably is true. <laughs> I think that that happens really one sad. time. It's really sad. And then, like, one of the, all of, like, the staff at the White House had to, like, be like, okay, Donald, Donald, we, you, you said you had to go to, we, we told you you had to go to bed at 10. You, you, had, to go, you had to go in there, and they're, like, trying to... You're implying that he's working till 10. No, I'm, I'm saying he's wandering till 10. Oh, okay. And they're, like, he's, like, but can I sleep in the Lincoln bedroom? And he's, like, no, Donald, we let you do that one time. You can't sleep in the Lincoln bedroom anymore. He's, like, I saw a ghost in there. And I was, like, no, it's a ghost. You can't see those. That's the point, Donald. And they're, like, whisking him off to bed while he's trying to do these calculations. That's what's happening in my mind. I think he, well, I, I think you're right, but I don't think he is doing the calculations until 10. I think he's doing them until, like, 530. <laughs> yeah. And, and then he's tweeting. And he's tweeting. Yes. Also, I wrote down in my note about this. Uh, Luther didn't account for the books, which is a reference to... Yeah. There's an episode of How I Met Your Mother where... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the reference. You know the reference he, where... It, the story goes that Ted Mosby is trying to... The, the story Ted Mosby is telling is that there was a famous architect who was asked to design a library. So he designs the library, and then they put books in it. 
and the library is starting to slowly sink. And he said it's because he didn't account for the books. And that's exactly what Lex Luthor did, is because he didn't account for the radiation <laughs> for that, and then it blows up before the impact. <laughs> dumbass. Uh, you dumbass, you didn't account for the books. Oh, Lord. <laughs> There was a, um, there was a, speaking of Lex Luthor being president, mm -hmm. there was this good video essay by Patrick Willems, 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 whatever it is. Is a video essay just a video that someone talks over? No, it's, um, where they try to make a point. This one kind of saying... Right, but it's just a video. In a way, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a way. Like, that's the format. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Kind of. Um, he goes on this video talking about how the world that DC Comics created mm -hmm. um, and Marvel Comics created are two completely different me, <clears throat> are two completely different things but so like he gives an example of um, the Marvel Universe exists in our world they have right. they have stuff that we know like a Burger King would be in there, or a McDonald's, or whatever. Really? The DC Comics does not, and they would have fictional presidents, mostly fictional presidents, being mm -hmm. in charge, and that Metropolitan Met Metropolis and Gotham City are both on the same coast. Right. So that means there are two big cities mm -hmm. on the coast. It's basically, in the middle between that is New Jersey and New York City. Anyway, mm -hmm. I'm kind of paraphrasing this. Right. That since those two things are there, they would completely switch up the real world events. Like he gives an example of Bruce Springsteen being as an example where he says, since Springsteen's from New Jersey, he would probably go to Gotham City to be a musician, and okay. that might not, and then he might not be a musician. He might not get any representation or anything. So he also he said, also may be killed by the exactly, anti monitor. Exactly. So nothing. Like that would exist because you have another big city. Why should I go to New York when Gotham City is right here? Mm -hmm. And then he goes on a thing of the presidents and he says, fictional, fictional, fictional president. And then Lex Luthor's president. And then they just decided to make Obama president. And then they went back to a fictional president. Are you talking about the DC universe? Yes. Yeah. I think that it was like a, it was a, like there's a no, it was an Obama analog, I think. I think that no, was, it was Obama himself. Well, I think. Well, a fictionalized version of Obama. But From what Obama. I can tell, I I'm actually not sure if that's true or not. I'll send you the link to the video. But you can watch it in the Marvel universe, there was a um, a series that they did that was Spider Man, and it was Election Day, I believe, is what it was called, and it features President. It features literally Barack Obama on the cover of it. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. So I don't know if that's what you're talking about, but I I've never been familiar with there being literal President Obama or literal President Bush represented in uh, DC comic book at least. Okay, um, but I could be wrong. I, I could be wrong. I mean, it's just the idea that they would use these fictional presidents like in. Right. Um, I don't think in Watchmen there's a president in there, but it's not Reagan. It's a Reagan analog. It's a Reagan. Analog. Well, it's actually it's more of like a, a Reagan analog, and then V for Vendetta is like a, a Margaret Thatcher yeah, analog. But they're not. Reagan no. or Margaret Thatcher themselves. No. Marvel would do, this is Reagan, this is Margaret Thatcher. They would definitely do a lot of Richard Nixon shit. For yes. <laughs> I mean, I, mean I know in the Frank Miller book, it is Reagan. Are you talking about Dark Knight Returns? Yes. Where it's drawn like Reagan, it sounds like Reagan. Well, cartoon it does. Smells like Reagan, it's, looks like Reagan, you know, it must if, be if, Reagan. If it, if it talks like a duck and acts like a duck, it's fucking Reagan. <laughs> Anyway. Is that all you have to say about that? Yeah. All right, well, fair enough. Fair enough. I'll, I'll, what is the name of the video essay in case people want to look at it again? Or who can they, what, what right, can they Google to find uh, it? Patrick Willems, Williams, something like that, on YouTube. Mm -hmm. I think the essay is called My Biggest Problem with the, with the DC Universe, something like that. Hmm. Interesting okay. take. Interesting yeah. take. I disagree with the take. That's a bad thing. You make your own video Maybe essay. I will. Yeah, I will. Fucking tempt me, William, whatever the fuck. Patrick. His name? Patrick? Yeah, whatever. Anyway. Back to this movie that I want to talk about. Okay. How weird is it that Power Girl's eyes look really... Power Girl looks really like she's in an episode of Sailor Moon. Have you noticed this? I Yes, I did. She has like the biggest eyes out of everyone here. She's got just 
fucking she, her huge proportions are not right. Her proportions are not right. Well, that's kind of her character. Power Girl in, in general is mostly drawn to be a very, um, how should I put this, a very busty woman. Which is brought up later. Which is brought episode. up later because that's kind of been a sure. thing with the character forever. And so I'm not sure if that was like a... DC has a thing for, uh, for breasts. All comic book characters to a certain and, extent. And uh, muscular ladies. But Power Girl, yes. more so than almost anybody else, is, is drawn to look like that. Most of the time. Alex, do you have anything else that you want to bring up plot-wise, or should we keep going? Uh, Superman getting kissed. <laughs> President has scientists. Oh, yes. Uh, Luther's plan is Thanos' plan. Oh, and, and then he's... Yeah. Eventually, they... The half will be wiped out, and the other half will prosper. Or not... His isn't exactly half, but it's like whoever's going to die yes. is going to die, and whoever's going to live is going to be stronger for it. Yes. It's, that is Thanos' plan. In Avengers Infinity War. But at least Thanos doesn't completely destroy the planet first. Because there's not going to yeah. be enough... Consisting is about resources, and there's not going to be any resources if the well, fucking... I'm just saying at the entire its core, its basic core, it's yeah. the same planet. I get what you're saying there. And I then I also wrote down... This is later in the show, or later in the movie. I, we're probably just going to get to that at some point. Um, they go and visit Toy Man, mm-hmm. who is a child. Yeah. And then Power Girl stands like in the hallway, mm-hmm. and I wrote, "Is it because of her boobs?" And then we find out later. It is. It is. <laughs> I'm trying to remember where we left off. Where we left off, plot wise. I don't remember. Oh, the, the Justice League gets in a, or the Justice League that's run by the government gets in a fight with Batman and Superman. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Captain, uh, ooh, uh, Major Force is accidentally impaled by Power Girl, and then eventually he's like gonna blow up. His energy has to be absorbed, otherwise there's going to be like a, basically a nuclear bomb's going to go off. Captain Adam absorbs that energy and yes. also dies. People start dropping like flies in this movie, and there's really no repercussions for it that much. I I remember there being Captain Marvel. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get to that. Okay, I jumped in. One because during this time Lex Luthor figures out that his plan is not going to work. He forgot about the books. They're all fucked. So now he's just gonna complete as if he wasn't already a heel. He's going to turn his heel 360 degrees again and really just commit to the whole superhero or supervillain thing. He's like shooting up kryptonite and heroin yeah, or something and like Amanda that. Waller walks in and is like shocked by this. You kind of you know this person. Yeah, and Amanda Waller's like, God damn it! Not why do I have this job? This I hate this guy. I'll allow it. Like why isn't Amanda Waller president? I think I just I feel like her role in this movie could have been completely cut out and still would have been fine. It's true, but it would have actually been better if you just not had her. If you had another character who is doing the same role, why? Does that just have to be a random person? Why? Why do you want because to? Because that this kind of it's not like the character of you Amanda know. Waller why in this version. I mean, I think by because she doesn't do anything. Exactly, she has nothing to do with the plot. I mean, she's got the connection to the Justice League. Yeah, it's kind of a Suicide Squad type thing. So, you can imagine that she's the one that got everyone for the Task Force X. No, I got that. But wouldn't it be? Wouldn't the 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 shock to Amanda Waller be greater if she was not Amanda Waller and just some like aid that he had? Maybe, maybe maybe you're right. I I see what you're talking. And then it makes him seem like a more crazier person. I think he seems plenty crazy on his own, but crazier. Yeah, it would look crazier to the eyes of someone that didn't know what exactly. was happen. And then, again, that means you get the public in there a little bit more. That is true. I'll give you that one. And while this is all going on, Batman and Superman are going to go to Lex, the government facility where this is all happening to try to stop Lex Luthor from being an asshole. And while they're on their way there, Captain Marvel and... Well, Shazam, Captain Marvel, he's, he's at this point Captain Marvel, but later on they're going to change his name to Shazam because of some legal issues. And But Captain Mar- Captain Marvel, Billy Batson, who I love. I love for, his for like, for like five seconds, For like five minutes, I was name was Billy Batson. That's not right. That's, That's not right. <laughs> a Hawkman shows up to fight Batman I'm a fan for some of reason. Hawkman. I like him. I love him and all of his chest hair coming out. He's got a mace. That guy doesn't give a shit. I like him. Yeah, he's, he's fun. He's a fun character. He's going to be even more fun when they take down these characters eventually, when Batman and Superman beat them up, and they go to visit Lex Luthor disguised as those characters. And Just conveniently in the shadows. It's not like it's not like one of them wears like a mask or anything. So Bruce Wayne, so Batman is there in the Hawkman costume, which means that he's shirtless with a hawk mask 
wings and a mace, and you're like, oh, well, I guess that means that Bruce Wayne shaves his chest, which I don't, I don't buy. I think. And also, that Superman is wearing his outfit. I mean, underneath his outfit. I wish that that scene was in there—the one where he had to try to put on a second skin-tight suit on top of the one that he was already wearing. Yeah. I feel like the logistics of that would not be easy. It's, why have that? I know it's for it, so we know it's Superman to pull off pull off the um, the Hawkeye. Hawkeye. The Hawkman. Hawkman um, costume, but it just doesn't really make sense. It just doesn't make sense. This movie doesn't make any sense. But there's another example of some pretty choppy dialogue when Captain Marvel and Superman are fighting. So they're, they're trading blows, and Captain Marvel goes, You've never been good with magic, and magic is what I'm all about. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is this? You're <laughs> yeah. not really magic. Well, I mean, he is magic. Ma- magic, I but not like... I understand what they're going for. Yeah, I get it too, but like... I mean, you're you're just punching him. You're not using magic to beat him up. Magic punches, I suppose. Yes. Yeah, okay. He... The reason he exists is because of magic. Yeah, well, magic is where he draws his power yeah, from. Right? But he himself is not using magic to beat up Superman. But you could say that his powers in them, like in and of themselves are magic, right? I mean, you could, but am I going to? This seems like a much greater debate for another time, you know? It does. Can I you mean, tell me... You know Shazam, I know Shazam. what he yells... Yeah. That gives him his power. Can you tell me what at least two of the letters in Shazam are supposed Zeus? to represent? Yes. I'll say... Because um, they're all based yeah, on yeah, three gods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a is Ares. Yeah, A's got a, a is Ares. One of the A's. Yeah. Zeus, are they both Ares? Ares? No. <laughs> you just yelled Ares. No, again. I, I knew this point. at one point. I'm trying to think. Go ahead. Uh, Mars is not it. Mercury is not it. No, Mercury... Mercury, yeah. So I got three out of what, like eight, yeah. six. I don't know. Anyway, I know three of them, so I'm, I'm fine. Solomon is one not them. a god. The wisdom of Solomon is what, is what they say, though. Is what, what, what the so the wisdom from. of Solomon Grundy. Yes, the wisdom of uh, of uh, Gorilla Grodd of what is it, William F. Buckley. William F. Buckley. <laughs> William it sounds like William F. Buckley. Okay, anyway, was H the dulcet tones of William F. Buckley? <laughs> H. Uh, H is Hermes. God damn it, Hermes. Um, Z, Zeus, A, one of them is Ares, um, and then what did we say the other one's S H A Z A M. Solomon. Or no, her, one of them's, Hermes. I think, is it Mercury, or one of them is, I think Mercury might be the speed, or it's Hercules, one of them? Or no, it is Hermes. I don't it's know. Hermes. It's, there's a, there's a lot of letters it going does, on. It doesn't, it doesn't really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. I just, I just thought it was I mean, fun. when the movie comes out, we'll learn it, but we're not learning it now. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about how Lex Luthor, before he goes infinitely crazy and storms off in his power suit tries to make out with Amanda Waller and you're like okay this is yes, definitely looking like yes. the White House which sexual which harassment is, which, is again, which is again why I would say not have it be Amanda Waller yeah to just be uh, like an aide or something mm-hmm. because that would make him a lot creepier um, and then then Amanda Waller would show up at the end because that would make more sense for that to happen mm-hmm. but, but a, lot of, a lot of parallels still now people are being harassed in Ooh, the there's a, there's, like, there's, I a, there's a great happening. there's a great line at the end of the movie, but I'll let you know. And okay, so Batman and Superman I'll let you have yeah. to Yeah. We're so, looking at the looking at the timestamp. Oh, we're yeah. good. We're good enough. Who cares? We're getting too near and towards the end here. So Batman and Superman have to go and figure out another way that they can destroy this kryptonite media that's going on. Normally you just say, Superman, why don't you go up there and punch it up? It's kryptonite, he's gonna He's going to die if that, if that happens, so he's, they can't do that. They have to figure out another way. So they're going to go to Japan, and they're going to go visit Hiro, a.k.a. Toy Man, who is usually a villain. Yes. And he builds, basically, mech suits. He builds giant robots. And he, apparently, when he was eight, had a design for a giant-ass robot that he had that was based on Superman and Batman. So really, really... A lot of uh, synergy going kind of this with me. He said, "Like, oh, I was really into hero worship." Yeah, he's really into hero. Fucking weirdo. It's like, and he mentions that he's like a billionaire, so this is how he's got the funds. I'm like, but like, how do you have? How big is this fucking building that you're in? Yeah, I mean, also like, they're not gonna let a miner just buy mechanical equipment. Yeah, buy like protect like potentially 
make weapons of mass destruction and, like, giant and plutonium this, this that he's like, using to... The whole scene starts with them meeting, um... Power, Super Lady. Power Girl. Power Girl. Um, at, like, the, the entrance hallway mm-hmm. of, of Robot Boy's, um... Abode. Yeah, and then... It's very clear, she says something along the lines, you know, well, he's 13. Yeah. Like... He probably got a boner. <laughs> which is not a line in this movie, surprisingly. Which, is not, which, is that, which he, they almost say it. They say something, he almost says something about, like, he almost says boobs. He does almost say boobs. Which or is like, 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 really? Like, you can't say that? Because we, we, Weekly Show guy said fucked in the ass earlier. Yeah, but that was bleeped out. But they couldn't have bleeped But then they do a special thing where they, like, they just have to have Batman say something. Yeah. yeah. Something like, that's enough. Or, probably distract him or whatever. Yeah. So, it's because of her boobs, guys. So now Batman <laughs> and Superman are trying to get into this mech suit. They're gonna fly it into space, and just they're gonna they're gonna punch this meteor in the goddamn turkey neck. I, you know, that's how they're gonna they're gonna blow it up. And Lex Luthor's fighting him because he's a sociopath. They could just punch him in the face the whole time, but they're not going to. <laughs> what is going on? And in this movie? who the hell knows? They they eventually get it. Batman goes up there. Punches the meteor in the face. Everyone thinks that Batman's dead for 20 seconds. And then the kid's like, oh no, he's probably not dead. And then Superman goes up and gets him. And, and the movie's over. That's it. Pretty much, yes. Oh. Oh. But a, also, that's... where are the rest of the heroes? Someone could have done this. There's a, there's a line where he's... Someone. Where, Jesus. Where, where, where um, Superman punches Lex Luthor through a building. And then he first... Lex Luthor first says... You can't do this. I'm the president, or something like that. Thing. Yeah. And then Superman punches him through a building and says, "You're impeached." And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, you had a shot and you took it, which is fine. It's like, shoot your shot, Superman. I get yeah, that. Yeah, I get it, but that was fucking dumb. I mean, he is like a fan, a Kansas farm boy, so like his jokes aren't exactly on point all the that was time. Fucking dumb. <laughs> I it's so that's that was Superman, Batman, Public Enemies. Alex, where were all the other heroes? I don't know. Not here. No one else knows. Not where they needed to be. I figured maybe that you did. But, no. Jesus. This I movie, the movie was really... It was not a plot zoned out that like was sufficed for by fights. It was suffice. It was like superhero fights that also had like it a was little bit of plot. It was a super fanboy's wet dream. Right. It was a fight in like, service. Oh, killer shark. <sighs> that's what I mean. I, for sure, that's what happens to me whenever someone says killer shark to me. <laughs> so, yeah... The, the, the plot was in service to the fights. You could tell which ones were more important, and it was. There's not much going on, which is a shame because I believe that the cowboy is, is a lot smarter. There is a, a good story more, hidden in here somewhere, right? And I think that that I think that that comes through a bit more clearly in the comic book than it does in the movie. It's it seems pretty clear, pretty obvious that we're just here, like you said, for the fan service. Yeah. All right, Alex. If you had to rate this movie, what would you? Where would you put it in your pantheon of Batman movies that we've watched so far? Where would you put it? Out of a hundred. Seventy. Yeah, I think that I think that I'm gonna go with uh, seventy-three. Seventy-three just for uh, just for Black Manta showing up and Captain Marvel. If, if Black Adam would have made it, it's basically just for the for the for, for the fans in it as opposed to what it's about. Oh yeah. All right. Oh yeah, yeah. At least that was fun, you know. All right. At least that was interesting. Oh, I got you. If Black Adam was here, I would have given him a seventy-five because I think that he's he counts for his appearance. Is just two points extra, no matter what movie or whatever comic or whatever that he's in. But I was disappointed that we got Captain Marvel without Black Adam, so that was kind of bullshit. But yeah, seven, 73, I think is, is fair enough for this movie. Not really surface level stuff here. Not a lot of story. But if you're in the mood for an hour of people of people in tights punching each other in the sky, then fucking have at it. It's it's a good enough time. If you can watch it for free somewhere. Don't Let's pay do for it. it. I'm, yeah, don't pay the whatever I paid for this. I found it on YouTube. I didn't pay for it. Oh, goddamn! <laughs> I know. I found it like in eight parts of like eleven minute chunks that just fed into it. it was, this is the first time it's I've, it's worked out like that, but I'm glad that it did. Goddamn! It, it cost me three dollars to watch this damn thing. And that's three dollars that you are. I'm not getting this money back. Never getting back. Nope. All right, Alex. Do you want to tell the audience what's going on? Uh, what's going on in the future? What's going on with next week's episode? Um, next week's episode is going to be a week late. Because we each have stuff that we cannot get out of. Yeah. And this is, we've done this show for a few months now. And we yeah. haven't missed a single episode. So we're going to miss one so next week. You can deal with one. Yeah, Go back can, and yeah. re-listen to them all yeah, before you get back. Yeah, listen to all the old episodes. You can hear us 
talk about nonsense for an hour. So we're gonna do it's just it's like it's like this, but with a different Batman. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. Um, so we're we're gonna be gone for a week. Um, what do we watch? What are we gonna watch for that? Like, what is when we come back? What is it gonna be? I think that we should continue on with the tangentially Justice League related movies. Okay. So like movies with Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking that we could do Justice League Gods and Monsters, which right. is a bit of a, a weird. I saw one. the first ten minutes. Of it. I know what it is. It's very much a an Elseworlds, it, much in the vein that Gotham by Gaslight was, but this is Gods and Monsters. It's very stylized. It's got Bruce Tim. I don't know if it's Bruce Tim directed, but all the characters are designed by him, and it's done in his style. It looks super cool. Check it out. It's going to be a fun time. All right, Alex. Well, this has been another episode of Crime Alley Commentary. This was Justice League, or Justice, Jesus, Justice League. I don't know where the Justice League was in this entire goddamn movie, but this has been Superman, Batman, public enemies, or enemies of one man. Not public. Of just one guy. Enemies of the government. So I've been Peter Medlin. And I'm Alex Stitch. All right, everybody. Have a week. Have a All fun right. one. Bye. Bye.